is the burnout with Peter Burns. Bama, LSU week, Georgia, Missouri week. We got some massive football games in the SEC. We'll talk about all of them right now with the SEC Network's Peter Burns. The show presented by MyBookie.ag, code next round. Sign up for that 110% sign-on bonus at MyBookie.ag, code next round. What is up, Peter Burns? How are you today? I'm doing well. Big week. Um, you know, I kind of felt like we were just through that. You know, like when you go play golf, you know, I know you're, you're a big golfer, right? So you're, oh, you I know, love you're, golf. when you're playing Shoal or Birmingham yep. Country Club or one of those 40 yep. 40 places, like you get to like 11 or 12 and you're like, all right, you know, the newness of the round is worn off. Right. But you're not in those big closing finishing holes. That is what I kind of felt like, like week eight and nine were. And now we're headed into Amen's Corner, uh, you know, w- between LSU and Bama. And I mean, you talk obviously Georgia, Missouri, even Ole Miss A and M, like a yep. unbelievable uh, slate of games coming up this first uh, first weekend in November. You know, back in the day, Auburn used to have an actual Amen Corner. They used to call it Amen Corner uh, for Auburn when they would play Florida, Georgia, and Alabama oh. many times in three consecutive games. Um, there might have been some times where you know a bye week was mixed in or maybe an out of conference breather, but uh, yeah, amen corner used to be Florida, Georgia, Auburn back in the day. That's a pretty tough finish, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to say that's not uh, <laughs> the schedule makers and social media would make a big deal out of that coming up. So uh, by the way, still, uh, still awaiting probably a couple of weeks out before we find out exactly <laughs> where we're at with the next schedule. So uh, wait to plan the, 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 the fall weddings. We'll put it that way. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be talking basketball, and Peter will be still saying, a couple more weeks, we'll get that football schedule. It's, it's the ultimate tease. It's what we do. I know, I know absolutely. Well, let's get started. And, and before we talk Georgia, Missouri, and Bama LSU, I want to look back at Georgia, Florida, because uh, as you can see in the rundown, it says the Georgia switch flip. It, this appears to be a team that is good enough now to slop around on occasion against teams that they should blow out, end up blowing them out, but not look great doing so. But then when a team gets their attention, Kentucky and Athens, Florida and the cocktail party, buddy, they can flip that switch and they look like a different club. So, so stupid. But me and Marcus Spears, you, I've told you this, we play video games a lot at night. And sometimes you can tell when, like, you know, you're playing this game called Fortnite and there are right. things like computer generated players called bots. And when you get into yep. a bot, you're like, all right, I got it. Like, you know, you're just kind of hanging out, talking, playing. Right, right, right. All right. of a sudden, you look, real people, real people. And all of a sudden, you sit up and you're like, all right, let's make sure we got the controllers there. We're communicating. All right, you got the flank, you got this right there. That's what it kind of feels like with Georgia football. Right. Like it's like, all right, we're cool enough to show up at the party right now. Like, let's let's go. And, you know, I was, I was thinking about it. And the two big takeaways were one, Florida really pissed off Georgia right off the bat by scoring on them. Yep. They should know they have, should have known better. Right. Like you don't you let Georgia score score first. You allow them to get into this full sense of security and then bam, bam you start playing. But to go out there and punch the proverbial bulldog right in the nose right off the bat, that only pissed them off. And two. Are we going to start having this conversation, Ryan? No one is brave enough to have this conversation. Is Georgia a better team without Brock Bowers? We, we've I'm, seen one game of it, so it's hard to I'm, say, but, I mean, that offense looked awful good without him. Um, all joking aside, you know, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, I had Aaron Murray, former Georgia quarterback, on yeah. my show this morning, and he said, you know, a lot of what Bobo liked to do and what Kirby liked to do is, hey, with Brock Bowers and the two tight end set, it it rolls that that's just how they play but he goes this made them change a little bit more it's like all right now we got to get dominic lovick involved now we got to get rob rock involved a little bit more now we got to get rosemary like all these guys and it almost seemed like a more comfortable aggressive scarier 
uh, offense. So I, I say it tongue in cheek. You're never a better team if Brock Bowers is off of it. But all of a sudden, you're dipping into a non-comfort zone offensively that is like, oh, Beck can yeah. do this. It's watch out. You remember when everybody was criticizing Mike Bobo, right? Back at the start of the year. And <laughs> they're not doing they're not doing it anymore. But I mean, it was clear though. Now, as you look back on it, look, I got sucked in at the time too. I'm like, oof, boy, this offense taking a step back. But they were bringing Carson Beck along slowly. And now Carson Beck's really good, man. He's a top 10 passer in the country in terms of yards per game. He's playing really, really good football with or without Brock Bowers. And I mean, I don't know if my bookie has it, but you know, to put a dollar or two right on on Carson Beck winning the Heisman wouldn't be the craziest thing right now because now, you know, a lot of that shine was obviously going to go to Brock Bowers because of the success that he has had, and rightfully right. so, and kind of a longevity award. But Carson Beck has thrown for 250-plus in every single one of his games as a first-time starter, and he's got three or four straight marquee games, including more than likely an SEC championship game. Why not? Carson Beck as a true Heisman contender. I was going to try to find uh, those odds to see if he shows up. He might be part of the field uh, because we were just talking uh, before we started this. I was talking to Lance Taylor yeah. and LT was like, man, you could get Oregon right now. I think he said 14 to one to win the national championship. I'm like, that's a pretty what? good play. Yeah. I'd, I'd jump. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, I'm, I, like, don't believe, I don't believe in Washington. And no. now remind me the Pac-12. Do they do the two best teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No division. So they're probably going to play Washington again. And on a neutral site, yeah. I don't know if I wouldn't take them. Um, I mean, look at how well Lanning in, in Oregon got got last year after getting demolished by Georgia. Like, they put it back together. Like, I mean that's that's a that's a pretty dangerous team. And real quick about that, and I know we're, we're not starting to burn out of, of uh, Bo Nix talk and Oregon quarterbacks, but he's played really well though. What a great story, right? Oh, no, no doubt. Just, yeah. God forbid we actually don't think an 18-year-old quarterback can play well when we parachute him into the toughest conference in football and the toughest division. Like right. you know, he was looked at as oh, Bo Nix can't play. Well, guess what? He developed, and now. I mean, I'm telling you, he's he's a live one for the Heisman and a live one for the national championship. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, the way he's playing, and it's wild to see. And this is credit to Dan Lanning. Look, they got SEC ties. We talk about them, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a credit to Dan Lanning. I'd say credit to Dan Lanning that he's playing the way he is. I mean, this is a guy, Bo Nix, that a lot of times was a very average SEC quarterback. He would have moments of brilliance. Yeah. But the whole picture, he was an average quarterback. And now he, he's got one interception. I mean, we're, we're, we're about to play November football, and he's thrown one interception. It is the – I mean, I almost look at Bo Nix as almost like a throwback quarterback in the yeah. fact that, all right, hey, you're hyped. You're going to play early. You're going to develop. Each and every year you get better. And, oh, by the way, you're really damn good in your last year. Like, that's, that's, that's right. actually the normal journey that college football quarterbacks took for, like, I don't know, 70 years. <laughs> you know the fact that he does it now and we look at it going wow what a weird deal like kudos to him yeah absolutely uh it'll be interesting to see what they do now missouri comes to town for georgia i assume that's another game where they'll just flip the switch and you wonder is there a game where the the switch isn't working or the light bulb's blown in the uh-oh but now that they got to do it back-to-back -back weeks i don't feel like it's really a a switch flip game i mean this is just hey yeah. you can if you continue the level of play now i think missouri's a really good football team yeah i personally think this game's way interesting the more people think but you just continue the play you had against florida missouri coming off the bye you win this game going away but i, I do think this is a good missouri team 
Yeah, I think honestly, the worst thing that could have happened to Missouri this this week in this uh-huh. year was what happened to them last year. Because now Georgia, right. had, they got all the attention of the Georgia Bulldogs when they went up to Como and in, in Georgia, damn near lost that game. Like, had Georgia won that game 41-14, I think they're yeah. much more of a of a I live. Agree. I wouldn't say much more, but I think they're more of a live, um, uh, you know, underdog as maybe they are now. Because I guarantee you, Kirby, from the the minute it was zeros on the clock against Florida, he got we got Missouri. Remember, they damn near yep. whooped us last year, yep. so it's. It's top of mind for him. Uh, I, I do think, though, uh, the approach you would have to have for Missouri to win this game will be the approach that I would imagine Eli Drinkwitz takes, and that is be willing to gamble a little bit. Like, you're not going to go to Athens and kick field goals and beat Georgia. you got to go to Athens, and if it's fourth and one on the 30, you just go ahead and go for it. Don't settle yeah. for a long field goal, even though you got a kicker that can make it from Atlanta. You don't worry about that. You're not going to beat Georgia that way. You beat Georgia going forward on fourth down and turning three into six. And I do think Drinkwitz approaches it that way, which will help Missouri, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Eli Drinkwitz, I get a wristband made, you know, like one of those Live Strong bracelets that you can you can put your yeah, own like endorsement right. on. And it just says, like, it has Lane Kiffin on one side, okay, and it has Jimbo Fisher on the other, and it says, you want to live in this spot. Like, this is where you want to live, okay? And so for any single time that he has a fourth down, he's going to do it, go, all right, would, would would Lane Kiffin do this against Nick Saban in 2021? Okay, I'm not going to do that. Or should Jimbo Fisher, have, would he have done this against Alabama? No, he definitely wouldn't have. Okay, I'll do it here. So I think that's a, to live in that little happy medium. There you go. I like that, yeah. Yeah, somewhere between Jimbo and Lane Kiffin. By the way, Carson, back to answer your question, the best I can find right now, 30 to 1. I mean, not 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 awful, thirty to one. That puts you in the neighborhood of Dylan Gabriel, who is twenty-five to one, coming off the loss to Kansas, and Drake May sixty-six to one now, coming off back-to-back yeah, yeah, I mean, losses to yeah, Virginia Drake, and Georgia Tech. Drake Drake's done, and Dylan. I'm not sure if they're. I don't. I don't really believe in Oklahoma. I, I don't you know, either. Yeah, and I think he had the big game, but I think that flames out. But you, Carson goes out there and beats ranked Missouri. Then they beat a ranked, I think a, a highly ranked, because I think Ole Miss beats AM, ranked Ole Miss team. And then they go on the road to Nealon and win that game. And then I can't remember. Heisman is before Heisman is after, 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 after conference championship. Your vote is due that Sunday or the early Monday, I believe. And then all of a sudden he gets into a shootout with yeah. LSU. Spoiler alert, I think LSU still beats Alabama. Then, if that's the case, you're talking a lot of ranked wins and more than likely a lot of points without Brock Bowers. Yep, thirty to one is pretty damn good numbers. Yeah, I mean it's not the craziest bet in the world. There's no doubt. I mean, if you were looking for some value, mybookie.ag code next round. There, by the way, that code next round gets you 110% sign-on bonus. That is absolutely free money you can use right there at mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag. You make that initial sign-on deposit, they give you a bonus of 110%. Free money right there at mybookie.ag. The burnout also presented by Manscaped, manscaped.com. Keep it Peter Burns and me all trimmed up. You can get any of their great, uh, they've got the performance package, the 5.0 Ultra, uh, which includes uh, a lot of their products there. You can see that at manscaped.com. The perfect package, which includes some. Uh, you can buy stuff uh, separately, the lawnmower, which is uh, for the undercarriage and the entire body. Peter is not going to show us where he uses that one. The Beard Hedger I use, it's got yep. the dial 
um, guard there so the guard doesn't pop off uh, at the wrong time. The handyman, which is the compact face shaver, the weed whacker takes care of the nose hair and the ear hair. They got boxers. They got face products. They've got the crop preserver, which is uh, the ball deodorant there, aftershave. They've got it all right there at manscaped.com. And we're going to have I just I remember when Manscaped first came out, I was like, I get it. Ha ha ha. And then like I got some of the product and I'm like, yeah. oh no, for no. real. Like no. It's no joke. That I no. have is one of the best because it actually it will go down and and like it's it's safe. So I, like sometimes I'd use yep. the other trimmers and they would kind of nick me, but this thing is is legit. And I like I said, I that's me talking about it before I even even got the product lately. Yep. And that's the uh that's uh, that's the the money maker there for Peter Burns. He's got to protect that face. He's on TV all the time. Hey. Uh you can get a discount from Burns right now with code Burns. 20% off your initial order right there at manscape.com with code Burns. Enter that at checkout. Your first order there at manscape.com. 20% off with code Burns. Manscape.com code Burns. All right, let's talk Bama LSU. You've already tipped your hand that LSU is going uh, to win this game in your mind. You tweeted yeah. earlier today, and this is on a Monday, so this line can change. Understand yeah. that. But at the moment, Alabama three and a half point favorite at home, as you pointed out, the lowest you have found this line since 2008 when the game was played in Baton Rouge. Nick Saban's return to Baton Rouge. Yeah, I mean, so I went in there because I was asking. I was like, man, I wonder what this line is going to be. And then I found out it was three and a half. And in fact, since our show, it got down to Alabama minus three is the latest I had seen. And so I asked our researchers, like, when was the last time this happened? And he says, listen, the last time they were um, a, a spread like this was 2007 in Tuscaloosa. Of course, that was LSU winning the national right. championship that, that year and, and, and Saban coming into to T-Town. The following year was 08 in Baton Rouge. LSU was a three and a half point favorite, but you got to go all the way back to uh, the 2012 BCS championship game where LSU was a point and a half underdog. Now we know what happened in that game, but even when LSU went there and played them with Joe Burrow in 2019, they were a five point dog. Like, they think, or Vegas thinks, that LSU is more of a live underdog right now against Alabama, and that was a good team, than they were in 2019. Yeah, I mean, three and a half, three, whatever, basically accounts for home field. So they're right. saying these are two extremely even teams on a neutral site. Yeah, and, and, and I think it'll be interesting because there is – I mean, LSU, you might have to play in their secondary um, th this week. Yeah, they're right? depleted. And, and and Brian Kelly, in fact, yeah. just before we record this, announcing uh, that all those guys are unavailable. I mean, they're they're not yeah. they're not going to be healthy at all in the secondary. And Mikai Wingo is another guy who is one of their uh, pass rush extraordinaire guys, run stoppers. He is out indefinitely after surgery. So this is an LSU team that is really, really banged up coming in. And – Again, I would have loved to see these teams both 100% full strength. I'm not in my conviction of LSU winning as high as I was had Wingo played. I think that's a monster injury in this game because I think trying to get Milrow off platform a little bit more and to be able to stop um, this rushing attack that Bama seems to have started to get dialed in is is going to be huge at, at this point. Because if it ends up being some, you know, if it ends up being a track Track meet, if it turns out to be Alabama, Tennessee last year, I think that absolutely favors LSU. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Alabama would like to keep it lower scoring. I would agree with you. When you look at LSU's defense with those injuries, as I was pointing out earlier today, it's easy to look at their rush defense and say, oh, it's atrocious. Well, if you really dig a little deeper in the numbers, when Ole Miss puts, what, 350 on your rushing, that's going to have an impact on your yeah. yards per game. It's really their pass defense that has been – 
Um, most teams have been able to find a way to take advantage of it if they're at all competent throwing the football. And Ole Miss yeah. did that too, by the way. But uh, now that they're even more banged up, that is the way to beat that defense consistently really is through the air. And can Alabama do that? It's something they've struggled to do consistently. When Milrow has been good at it, he's been really good at it. But yeah. he hasn't been good at it consistently. So they're in kind of the X and O's in this game because I mean, listen, you know the the Lugan Bills and the and and all the all the really smart guys, the Brock, uh, you know, of the of the world. Those guys know the football. In my feeble yeah. football mind, I look at this and go, yes. Well, LSU's banged up in the secondary. You're going to let Milrow take some shots, which what he when he goes deep, he actually feels comfortable letting it loose. No and a lot of yep. success. But I don't know if that's the roadmap for for Alabama. I think with the Wingo injury. It is, hey, you pass occasionally just to keep them honest. You run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and you make sure that LSU limits the amount. Because if all of a sudden you can get the ball in, you know, right off the bat and go on a five, six minute drive, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, that's a lot less time that Jane Daniels has to operate uh, right. at, at this point. Play defense with your offense and, and running the ball will help what I'm about to say. It has been almost every game now. Um, I don't know if it's just a defensive bust, if it's a design by Alabama, but they have had a receiver uh, behind the coverage completely wide open in a busted coverage. It's been Burton. It's been uh, Bond, Isaiah Bond. Yeah. Um, they're just completely wide open, completely uncovered. And, and you... Milrose hitting those shots. That, yeah. That's the important thing. It's not like, yeah. hey, he was wide open and this guy dropped it. It's like, all right, you get maybe two or three of those opportunities a game. Brownie, and and he absolutely delivers. So, like, you, yep. you, there's a knockout blow coming. He's taking the punch, and he's landed. Yep. Now, on the other side, um, Alabama has done a pretty good job of, of rushing the passer this year. You saw it against Texas A&M. Dallas Turner had a game against Texas A&M. They were really, really good rushing the passer. But this is a different kind of passer to rush, and you, you don't get a whole lot of hits on Jaden Daniels. In fact, you could almost tell me, hey, Alabama didn't record a single sack all game. And I'm like, well, that's not the worst statistic in the world because yeah. a, a lot of times, Peter, and you've seen this, if you rush him and that pass rusher gets behind Jaden Daniels, open lane, he's gone. Yeah, and I, that'll be kind of interesting to see how aggressive LSU gets with between neighbors and, and Brian Thomas has been fantastic. And they've been running the ball better with Diggs a little bit. But, you know, how many times are they going to go, all right, we're going to go four verts. We're going to spread yep. everybody out. And it's just like, hopefully, once we if we see we got man-to-man and you don't have a spy on Daniels, well, that's 25 yards. Yeah. You know, I mean, like that was a sneaky thing that happened with LSU in 2019 um, with Burrow is that they would have some design runs that Bama wasn't quite ready for. You know, yep. and, and Burrow, you know, it doesn't look like the most fleet of foot, but he did enough to kind of move that pocket to where you're like, well, I can't, I can't disavow him right now. So uh, that place is going to be rocking. I know they're they're pissed. They want a little payback from from last year in that game, and I love the fact that it's virtually a coin flip. Yeah, I do too. And and I'll tell you the the great matchup. I don't know how much we'll see Malik Neighbors on Kool Aid McKinstry. Um, but boy, how good a matchup is that receiver to defensive back? Yeah, I mean, pick your poison. Is it yeah. you know, is it going to be neighbors? Is it going to be Brian Thomas, who's been fantastic as well? So, um, yeah, this is. I mean, this is good on good, and this yep. is kind of you know somebody asked me like, hey, what are the best rivalries in the in the SEC? And we talked a little bit about that right, uh, you know, last week on this show. And I love Georgia, Florida. You know, and what it means is in Jacksonville, but you can't tell me over the last decade that this is not even close. Like, 
you know, I, I don't know that this isn't the number one game still in this conference, even with LSU having two losses. At, at yeah. this, this is going to be sacrilege to some, but I am to the point where I know we're going to lose some games when the SEC starts doing their new schedule, right? In two weeks, so you tell me. I know we're going to lose some games when they start doing the 2025 and 26 yeah. schedules. We don't even know how many conference games we're going to have, but there are going to be some annual games that we lose. I get that. Uh, I am to the point, and this is sacrilegious. Some, if Georgia, Florida is one of those we lose, I'm okay with it. I'm not. I'm not going to bat an eye. Yeah, I, and I, I think there's so many factors in 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 place. I mean, I, I do know that the league office, and having talked to them, and I don't. This is not state secrets that I share. They want to do as much as possible is keeping every single rivalry they can. While I get it. If we keep it, I'm fine. Yeah, creating parity. You know, yep. and I think that's. You know, in years past, with the way that the schedules work, where you, you know, A&M still hasn't, you know, hosted Georgia type stuff. Yep. Like, I don't think there was a whole lot of parity or, you know, uh, you know, Auburn, my God, their schedule. But now I think there will be a lot more parity going forward with what they decide. And just do the exercise that Peter and I are about to do, because I'm going to ask him for his top five Bama LSU games in the Saban era. Jeez. And he's going to give me those. Just do that with a cocktail party and see if you come up with five. You're like, oh, that's a top five cocktail party. That's what I said last week. It was like, yeah. how many times do you feel like some crazy stuff happened? You it know, doesn't. I don't. Like, nope. Iron Bowl happens. Egg Bowl weird stuff happens. Yep. But when it yep. comes down to that game, I'm like, I don't necessarily know if they're that, you no. know, it's, it's that like, great. Like, I mean, honest to goodness, if you told me, give me the two biggest moments of my lifetime in the cocktail party, it's the Buck Blue to Lindsey Scott, which, by the way, is 1980. That's been a minute. Yeah. And and then Mark Rick singing, sending his team on the field to celebrate after that touchdown. I mean, that's like the two that stand out to me. I know Tebow had a big game where he had blood. LSU on his face. Florida. LSU Florida has been, a, I think, a much more interesting rivalry yep. over the yep. last probably 15 years or 10 years than, than Georgia Florida has been. Yep. No, it just it doesn't have the punch that some of the other games have. Now, look, yep. if we can keep it, I'm fine with it. I'm not saying we need to get rid of it, but I am saying if it comes down to, you know, Georgia Auburn. Or Georgia, Florida. Please give me Georgia, Auburn. You know, uh, Georgia, Tennessee. I'd rather have Georgia, Tennessee. It just feels like a, a better game to me. And part of it too is it's just played in a soulless NFL stadium. That stadium just does it. It's it's got no soul to it. Yeah, it, and it goes back and forth. I mean, I understand Kirby. You know, he wants to have as many recruiting opportunities in Athens as possible. But there's there are um, smoke filled rooms. Um, that I'm I, I'm not privy, and I get invited to a lot of rooms. That's not one of the rooms I've been invited to. Um, that about who decides where that team is and the power brokers. Uh, and uh, so uh, I, I would that. love to see I would love to see you walk in with a cigarette, and everybody looks at you like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I thought this would be smoke filled. No, let me, let no. me put this out. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. My bad. I'll put it out. Yeah. Uh, all right, the burnout. He is Peter Burns of the SEC Network and ESPN. The show is presented each week by MyBookie.ag, code next round. MyBookie.ag, code next round, gets you that sign-on bonus of 110%. You make your initial deposit. They match it with 110% sign-on bonus. Free money that you can play with right away at MyBookie.ag, code next round. MyBookie.ag, code next round. Also, Roback.com. Roback provides apparel on this show. You can get the softest hoodies you will ever find. You get that great quarter zips. It is quarter zip season in the fall. The wonderful golf shirts, the amazing pants that they sent us. They are so good. All at Roback.com. TNR20 gets you 20% off your initial order. TNR20 at Roback.com. All right. I, I gave you homework last week. I asked you to bring your top five Bama LSU games of the Saban era. Now, 
Is yeah. this done from a neutral point of view or from your purple and gold background point of view? So, I mean, you call me out on it, right? Like either way, right? So, okay. I, I, you know, if you feel like that doesn't, if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. So, I mean, 2011, uh, you want to go five through one? Or, I mean, I'll just Let's tell you what you want. Let's start at the bottom and go five through one. Well, real quick. Number one's going to be 2011 game. Okay. Of the you just tip that one off. Gotcha. You, know, okay. you can fill in everything else from there. Yeah. Like the people that say that was not a good game, you don't know shit. Like that was arguably the one of the greatest games in the history of the world. Like when you're pregnant with fear on every play in the second quarter yes. and how a punt is going to be received. I mean, like every play felt like it, the entire weight of the world was going to move. Um, even field position. I mean, everything. It had everything yep. I ever wanted it to be. Now, as an LSU fan, it worked out well, but I can't. I can't stand when people say, "Oh, it wasn't a good game." I was like, "That's BS." Like that was that was football at its finest. Um, right. So, all right. So, I go in. If I had to say that it was number five, I go back. I'm just gonna go one through five. I got. I got to do it. That's, that's fine. That's, that's fine. We, we know number one now. What's number two? I think number two in my mind is the following year, is 2012. That was TJ Yeldon. Yep taking the screen pass. I vividly remember like like I'm sitting there in Tiger Stadium and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is going to happen." Like this is it. like we got Bama on the ropes again. This is going they're going to win. And I still I can picture it. I'm like angry. I'm triggered right now. Like that pass happened. TJ Yeldon takes it to the house and you can hear like you can hear kids crying in Tiger Stadium. Like yeah. That 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 to me is right there on that list. As yeah, two. it was it was why I remember I, I had gone down to the sidelines at the end of the game when Alabama got the ball back. So I remember I think it was fourteen to three, if memory yeah. serves, and Alabama seemed in total control, and then their offense could go nowhere in the second half, and LSU just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. Finally, they take the lead. Yep. Alabama's got the ball back, and I mean it's just deafening. Um, it, it is everything you want Tiger Stadium to be, Alabama with the ball. And as you said, they could taste the win. Yep. And in one fell swoop, like Alabama, it's like, I think it was Kevin Norwood. Like he just kept finding Kevin Norwood, A.G. McCarron did. Kevin Norwood, Kevin Norwood, Kevin Norwood. And you're just creeping down the field and you're like, I've seen this, I've seen this. And then boom, the perfectly called screen pass. One of the Doug Nussmeyer, Alabama offensive coordinator, timed it out perfect against a blitz and there's nobody in the field. And I just, again, I can see him. I feel like that play took four and a half minutes to develop because I'm just seeing Yeldon going and everybody's yeah. like, no. No. Yes, yes. So, nobody to tackle him. We blitzed everybody. So I got 2011 as number one, 2012 yep. as number two. I'm going to go last year at number three. I mean, I was there in the stadium and it was back and forth, back and forth and, you know, it felt like there were moments where it's like, all right, this is where Alabama just decides to be able to run the ball and you, you, this make you tap out. And yep. they couldn't do that. And, you know, the look on everybody's face there in Tiger Stadium, I was there when they, Jane Daniels came back for the two-point conversion. I'm like, oh, uh, actually, you know what? Screw it. I like it. Like, you know, don't go Jimbo Fisher. Like, go for That's it. Right. No, you. you haven't beaten them in a while. Like, go for it. And when he did, it just, I mean, I was, may or may not have been on the field after the game, you know, just helping help with security for sure. That's right. That's right. You're uh, not part of the fine, right? You don't know anything. Yeah, no, no. So that's number three on my list. Um, and then 2019 would be number four. Okay. Just, you know, 
I mean, they down. I mean, LSU was as good as anybody ever, yep. and they still couldn't put Alabama away. I mean, it yep. came down to town to the end. And I'd probably say I want to say the last one. It might have been. I'm looking it up real quick. I want to say that it was 2014, where that would be Blake Sims comeback. Blake Sims come back, uh, and they end up winning 20 to 13. So, yeah, uh, TJ Yeldon, TJ Yeldon featured in that game too, fumbled, and yeah. it looked like the game was over. He fumbled yeah. deep in his own territory, looked like the game was over. I want to say, yeah, yeah, didn't LSU miss the field goal? Like Alabama used their timeouts, LSU missed the field goal or something I like that. I had so much, so many cocktails, but then I mean, LSU kicked it for a 13 to 10 lead, but then yeah. Bama drove. Uh, yep. Because LSU kicked the ball out of bounds, they kicked right. the field goal, uh, a 27-yarder tied game, ball game, and then sure enough, Bama won in overtime. Yeah, that is the thing. And like you're leaving 08 off, which was yep. Saban's return to uh, Death Valley, went to overtime. Alabama yep. missed a field goal late, went to overtime. Even that 07 game, Saban's first year, you mentioned, was a tight game going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, LSU pulls away and wins. Uh, 2009. In Bryant-Denny Stadium, controversial play along the sidelines. Alabama gets a narrow win on path to a national championship. 2010, LSU pays them back uh, with like a tight end reverse or something like that at Tiger Stadium. It's, yeah, yeah, game of the century, the 12 game. I mean, it's just – this has been an incredible game. And I could tell, too, is this morning the amount of phone calls I got on a Monday, not to talk about what happened on Saturday, but to already preview it from Alabama fans, from LSU fans yeah. to call in. Like, you just know when certain games – like, I didn't get that from Georgia-Florida, really, right? Like, it's – it means something. And, and yep. you know, Bama loses this game, and you're like, all right, well, season's defective, you know, or, or virtually over. For LSU, they – then they all of a sudden, they got to pull for old – or they got to pull for Georgia, which is weird because now they want, you know, them to knock off Ole Miss and – I still think LSU is going to be – I think it's going to be LSU in Georgia coming up. I, if, unless I'm missing one, 8, 11, 14, and 22 all went to overtime. Really? Um, I mean, yeah, if you think yeah. about it, that's, that's four overtime games just in the Saban era, which, you know, the Iron Bowl just had its first overtime game a couple of years ago, right? I mean, and they've yeah. been playing that for a very long time, right? Uh, so, it, it, I mean, that, that shows you how competitive this game has been. And it feels like despite where the teams are, because Alabama's, I mean, I, in my mind, clearly been the better team over the last 15 years for the most part. It always feels, you know, outside of one or two games here and there, there's not like a, you show up and somebody yeah. just, their door's blown off. Like I remember that in Oklahoma, Texas series, there'd be some times where, holy hell, this was a butt whooping from the get-go or a huge upset. Like it always just feels like, you know, water reaches its level and they're going to be in an absolute either track meet or bare knuckle brawl. You just know somebody's getting bloodied. All right. Peter Burns is about to be a college football playoff um, member, committee member, and give us his top six. A reminder, the show presented by mybookie.ag, code next round, gets you that 110% sign-on bonus. You make your initial deposit, they match it with a sign-on bonus of 110%. That is free money from mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, mybookie.ag. Also, if you need plays to use at mybookie.ag, lanceslock.com has single day. It's got uh, weekly, monthly, full season packages right there. Uh, you still got the World Series going on. You've got NFL, college football, and NBA right there at lanceslock.com, lanceslock.com. All right, give me your top six right now. As we record this, we're a little more than 24 hours away yeah. from the committee announcing who the top six is. If you're on that committee, you would fight for these six teams. Go. 
Number one is Ohio State. I've got okay. them at the top, right? Win, good win against Notre Dame, a good win against Penn State. I mean, I think both of them are above average teams. I don't think they're yep. playoff ending teams, but the resume is is pretty good. They beat Wisconsin as well, too. So I have them coming in at number one. I actually have FSU coming in at number two. Um, you know, the big win against LSU, they've yep. looked apart. I think that they've been solid and they were interchangeable, really, uh, with me in, in, in number three at Georgia. And I mean, I probably wouldn't have had Georgia. I probably would have had them at four or five had they just kind of, you know, ca casually beaten Florida. But that was an absolute, that wasn't a whipping. That was a whooping, right? Like, I mean, you know, Florida scored that late touchdown or else it would have been, what, 43 to 13. I mean, that's a, that's a butt whooping. So um, I could flop either of those. They would be fine. Number four, I got Washington. Of course, yep. they had a big win against Oregon. Um, but they've looked kind of sloppy. But at least they beat. Um, Oregon and number five, I actually have Oregon coming in, and number six is is Michigan. I mean, again, I'm going to be extremely fascinated with Michigan going forward. That if we find ourselves in a situation where it's either one loss Michigan, Big Ten champion Michigan, whatever it is, how are they going to be viewed with all this sign stealing thing? If yep. there is a team that has almost the same identical record, you know, if, if you're sitting there going, man. These two things are the exact same. Are you going to lean towards Michigan? Or are you going to hold them accountable for that uh, of recruiting violations and alleged sign stealing and stuff like that? So um, we'll see how that, that that ends ultimately playing out. Yep, will be interesting to watch. A reminder of all the codes you need from the show: mybookie.ag code next round for that hundred ten percent sign on bonus. Uh, Manscaped.com code burns code burns gets you. Uh, your initial order, 20% off right there at manscaped.com. Code TNR20 at roback.com for 20% off there. And don't forget lanceslife.com. All right, he's Peter Burns, the SEC Network and ESPN. It is the burnout. Thank you, Burns. You have a great week. See you, bud.